Welcome to a special edition of the Freudian Slip, the Identity Theft Resource Center's podcast where we talk about all things identity compromise, crime, and fraud that impact people and businesses. I'm Eva Velasquez, the CEO of the ITRC, and this week we're collaborating with the Federal Trade Commission in honor of Identity Theft Awareness Week. During this week, the FTC and its partners will host free informational events focused on avoiding and recovering from identity theft, fraud, and scams. There are many misconceptions about identity crimes, including the notion that only certain folks are at risk. While it's true that identity crimes affect generations differently, no one is immune. For those that believe our younger generation isn't at risk because they haven't built up wealth or not yet high wage earners and have not built robust credit profiles, let this conversation be a reminder that it's not about any of the things I just mentioned. The bad actors are seeking our identity credentials and our PII as that is what they need to commit identity crimes. Here to help us build our foundational knowledge and to get to the bottom of what risks college students are facing is Terry Miller, Consumer Education Specialist with the Federal Trade Commission, and students from around the country who will ask us their most pressing questions about identity theft and fraud. Welcome, everyone. Here to talk with us about social media account takeover is Sophia, a student at Rutgers University. Welcome, Sophia. Hi, thank you for having me. So let's see if we can answer some of your questions about social media account takeover. All right. So my first question for you is, how do I know if my email or social media account has been hacked? Oh, that's a really good one. Um, And we have received thousands upon thousands of contacts into our call center about this very issue. And the most common ways that people are telling us they discover they're a victim, there are two. And the first one is they can simply no longer access the account. They try to log in and they get the message that that's not the correct password and that they they can't do a password reset. And the second way is that someone in their network has informed them, hey, I'm seeing some really strange posts uh, on your account, or they reach out and say, I'm getting these direct messages, these DMs from you about things that don't really sound like you about asking for asking me for money or asking me to invest or donate to a charity or something like that. So there, there aren't a lot of telltale signs when you're in the account. It's about not being able to gain access or someone telling you, or even you seeing posts that you know you didn't make. And yeah, and Eva, I think you covered it. I just brought up an uh, experience that happened to me recently with a friend who I have not heard from in quite a while, sent me a message on social media and says, hey, I need help. Um, And what they were asking for just made no sense. why they'd ask me and not, you know, a family member or someone closer to them. So I reached out to them separately and and they said, oh no, I never said that. So I think, you know, that that speaks directly to the kinds of things that happen on social media. That's exactly it. Most common way. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. And my next question for you is what should I do if my account gets hacked? Let's just say a friend of mine touched base with me that they received a message from me asking for money or that I sent them suspicious links that potentially contain malware. I'd imagine I'd act fast, right? 
Oh, you should absolutely react right away. Um, and the first thing that you have to do is report it to the specific platform. And, and this is across all of the various platforms. It's not unique to just one of them. Uh, the process is different for each one. And, and what we're encouraging folks to do, because it is uh, somewhat complicated in, in some instances, if you get stuck, um, go ahead and contact us, the ITRC. You can visit our website. We actually have step-by-step -step instructions. Some of them are even in video format where we walk you through the process for each platform. And if you're still stuck, you can contact one of our advisors directly and let them know um, what you're experiencing, where the roadblock is, and then we'll walk you through that process. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to reiterate again, since you brought up that kind of those weird or out of character messages. Um, if you, it's really important to know that if you do receive one of those messages, you yourself receive one, proceed with caution. Now, Terry did the exact right thing when she had that experience, rather than engaging on the platform, she reached out to that individual through another means. And I, I always encourage people because I hear from a lot of folks, well, I don't have any other way to get in touch with this person. I only know them through social media. And to me, I always say, well, that's a big red flag. If you don't have a connection, a deeper connection with this person, the only way you know how to get in touch with them is through social media. Why are they asking you for $1,000, $5,000, $10,000 to help them out of a jam? Seems kind of odd. Yeah, I, and I think I'd maybe I'd add just a couple more things. So let's just say, like you said, Sophia, that your account got hacked. One of the things you may want to do is send a quick email or a text or a post um, to your your friends um, on social media and let them know that you, your account has been hacked. That way, if they get any weird links, because likely, you know, they've sent them to not just you or, you know, not just one person, but more folks in your friend list, um, just so they know to be looking for that um, and to not click anything or respond to any fake pleas for help or asking for money. Um, also, I, I would say if you can, change your password right away. Eva, you mentioned in a previous podcast, the importance of, you know, not using the same passwords over and over. But, you know, if you do or if you have similar passwords for other accounts, that may be a good time to go in and um, change those passwords if you can. Absolutely. If, if you have been reusing the same password across multiple accounts, this should be um, a, a huge impetus for you to go in and change those because if they have gained access and taken over one account and you're using that same password across all of the other, all of your other social media accounts, it's only a matter of time and it's going to happen very quickly. So that's a really good point, Terry. And, and just one last thing, you know, the, the FTC operates identitytheft.gov, which is the government's one-stop resource for people to report and recover from identity theft. So you know, just because this happens, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've been um, experiencing identity theft yet, but it's also a good place to go just to make sure that you're protecting all of your accounts, that you're going through all the appropriate avenues to um, prevent and, you know, the risk of, of anything big happening. Thank you for your answers. And 
my next question for you is how do I protect my accounts from getting hacked in the first place? Yeah, that's that's really the the right question to ask, Sophia, because if you can protect them in the first place and you don't have to go through the process of unwinding that account and potentially never getting access back, I think that's a really important point. Um, In a a survey that we conducted uh, late last year, 70 percent of the respondents said that they had to walk away from the account that was taken over. They were never able to regain control. So if that's something that's important to you, and it is to most people, protecting it and and doing the best you can to reduce your risk of having that account uh, taken over is really the best way to go. Um, By far, enabling MFA, multi-factor authentication on all of your accounts, not just your social media accounts, by the way, any online account is, is one of the most robust steps that you can take. But I say that with a caveat, the, just to explain as a refresher, multi-factor authentication, that's where you turn that on. And when you enter your username and password, you will then receive an additional code, an OTP, one-time password. It can come in the form of an email, you can uh, get it as a text, but that one-time code is for you and you only. And do not share that code with anyone. It, it really, if you do, it defeats the whole purpose of MFA. But we've been talking with a lot of folks who've actually been talked out of sharing that code because the le- the reason sounds so legitimate. And I'll, I'll give you a couple of scenarios. Um, several, many folks actually have been um, selling things on like Facebook Marketplace. Maybe they've put a, um, something out about a lost pet. And they will get an incoming communication saying, hey, I want to purchase you know, XYZ that you've posted, or, oh, I think I might have found your cat, but I want to make sure you're legit. So I'm going to send you a code. Will you share that with me? And our, our knee-jerk reaction is, of, well, of course I'm legit. I, I'm happy to prove that I'm me, but that whole scenario is, is just baloney that code is the one-time password code. They're trying, they've, they've already got your credentials. They're trying to uh, circumvent the MFA. And if you share that code, well, then they have met their goal. So um, no matter what the reason is, don't share that code with anyone. And I'll give one more example, just to hit this home. We had a number of people that said that they received a message from uh, a contact within their network who was saying, hey, can you help me out? I lost my phone and I I can't get into my account. Can I have the, the code to get into my account sent to you? Now, first of all, that's not actually how it works. And second of all, who doesn't wanna help a friend? Who doesn't want to, of course, I'll help you get into your account. That's terrible that you lost your phone, but that's just another um, excuse. It's not legitimate. And it's a way that they're trying to trick you into sharing that one-time password code for your own account so that they can then take over your account. Those are excellent examples. And yeah, Eva, that's exactly what I was talking about earlier. So um, I would say, you know, if we're talking about protecting your account from getting hacked in the first place, Sophia, I'd also add 
not treating public computers or anyone else's computer that you may be using as if it's your own. So, you know, not letting those web browsers remember your password, not logging into your bank account, your email, or any of your personal accounts on any devices other than your own. Um, your software on your computer, hopefully, is staying up to date and, you know, you're, you're running, you're scanning for malware and things like that on your computer, but you don't necessarily know how other computers are being protected. And so if, if your information is on there, you know, that is a potential place where you could get hacked. Um, and then just real quick about passwords. When you're setting your passwords on your accounts, you want to make sure we always say at the FTC that they're long and strong that it means that they're at least 12 characters long and maybe that you're using some passphrases with random words that you're gonna remember. Um, and then mixing upper and lowercase numbers, symbols, things like that. Something that you're gonna remember, but that it's, it's more difficult for someone, a scammer, for example, to um, guess or to easily figure out. Yeah, th that's great advice. Terry, and just I'll, I'll end on this note for anyone that is uh, using a password that is just a single word, there are programs that can run through every word in the dictionary in less than a second. So using just a short, easy to remember single word is not the way to go. The 12 characters are longer, makes it much harder to crack and you and passphrases are key. Um, so I think that brings us to the end of this segment. Did we answer all of your questions? Yes, yes. You. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sophia, for being here. We really, really appreciate it. And everyone stay safe out there. This has been a great conversation. Thank you both for being here. You can learn more about Identity Theft Awareness Week's other free events by visiting ftc.gov slash idtheftweek. If you think you've been a victim of an identity crime or want to minimize your risk of becoming a victim, you can find FTC resources at identitytheft.gov, and you can reach the ITRC by calling 888-400-5530 or visiting us at idtheftcenter.org to get started. Be sure to join us next week on our sister podcast, The Weekly Breach Breakdown. Until then, thanks for listening.